we got 15 minutes. It's still morning. We'll have early afternoon. Uh, we're very blessed to live in this country, to be free to... We're very blessed if you woke up this morning and you weren't running from a fire coming to take over your home. And we're very, very blessed and fortunate this morning. Um, we thank you. I just want to reiterate what Pastor Jay said. The men and women that have served our country to give us the freedom to, to be able to preach and to speak the truth without fear is a beautiful thing. And we'll never forget. Amen? Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to conclude our message uh, last week of Jude. And I'm going to, while you guys are turning to Jude, it's probably take you a little bit. Um, I'm not going to give you any help finding it. <laughs> while, while you're turning to the book of Jude, um, I'm going to give you a little recap of last week so we're all on point going forward. Um, the purpose of Jude writing this letter, there was um, apostates and scoffers and mockers that were perverting grace. And this wasn't an a uncommon thing in this time. And all of the apostles preached and spoke, um, Peter, Jude, uh, even Jesus, um, they, they forewarned us to let us know that in the last days, there would be mockers, there would be scoffers, there would be men who would pervert grace. And uh, so on that, um, in the notes that we took last week, the first point was um, the, they wanted us to remember. In verse 17, it said, but you remember. It's something that the, the Lord doesn't want surprises. He always wants us to be in the light. He doesn't want us to be caught off guard. He doesn't want us to be surprised. So therefore, there was many warnings and prophecies given about this in the last days. And, and we all agree this would pertain to today. It's very quiet. The first, I will honestly say, the first service, they were on fire, awake. Um, I don't know what happened if we switched something, but wake up. <laughs> stand up. For real, stand up. Come on, stand up. Shake your hands out a little bit, stretch. We're about to hear the word of the Lord today. Amen. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. There we go. Praise the Lord. You're starting to sound and look like Christians. <laughs> we should have some joy. Amen. All right. Praise the Lord. I, man, I feel better already. <laughs> so we must remember they didn't want us to have any surprises. Amen. Neither does the Lord. Um, just for a recap, the scoffers and mockers were, were people that make a mock of sin. They make light of it, and they uh, go to a point they even plead for it openly. That sounds like our last days. Um, they cause divisions. So the second point of last week was that um, Jude was telling us that we must build ourselves up. We must. He wasn't putting it off on your mommy and your daddy. He didn't put it off on anyone else. He said, you must build yourself up. That's, that's a challenge, amen? How many are doing that? He said how to do it even. He said, build yourself up in your most holy faith. Amen? It's a holy faith. That's why the grace of God is being attacked and perverted, to come against that holy faith. And he said, how do we build ourselves up in our most holy faith? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praying in the Holy Spirit. And we went into that... Um, very pretty, pretty awesomely. I would like to um, be just encourage you. Last week in the first service, I think there was three people filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit for the first time. Right. And do you know how many in the second service, Pastor Jay? Six. Six in the second service. So we double that. Praise the Lord. So maybe today there'll be twelve. You know, who knows? That'd be awesome. 
So praise the Lord for that. So we're building ourselves up. Praise God. I'm going to recap and read Jude, if you were with me, the book of Jude. Well, I got lots of papers going on. Praise the Lord. You guys, I'm going to give you another reason you can scream and shout. Last week, there was two pages of notes. This week, one. So you could assume you're probably out in half the time, right? Amen. Now you're, now you're excited and smiling. <laughs> Jude verse 17. I'm reading now the Amplified today. It says, but you must remember, beloved. So who's he speaking to? Us, the church, the beloved. The predictions which were made by the apostles, the special messengers of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. They told you beforehand in the last days, in the end times, there will be scoffers who seek to gratify their own unholy desires, following after their own ungodly passions. It is these who are agitators, setting up distinctions and causing divisions. Merely sensual creatures, carnal, worldly-minded people, devoid of the Holy Spirit and destitute of any higher spiritual life. But you, beloved, build yourselves founded on your most holy faith. Make progress rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto eternal life. And refute so as to convict some who dispute with you. And on some have mercy who waver in doubt. And strive to save others, snatching them out of the fire. On others take pity, but with fear. Loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling and to present you unblemished, come on now, blameless and faultless before the presence of his glory and triumphant joy and exaltation with unspeakable ecstatic delight to the one only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, splendor, majesty, might and dominion, and power and authority before all times and now and forevermore and to all the ages of eternity. Amen. Amen. Well, that's a great word. Woo. So continuing on, verse 21 through 25. Once again, we, we hear this command from Jude and it's pointed to us. He says, guard and keep yourselves. Guard and keep yourselves. In what? In the love of God. Now, Jude opens his book in verse 1, and he says this, having been called, having been loved, and kept. He says, having been called, loved, and kept. Now he says, guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. We don't have anything to worry about on God's part of this. We've got nothing to worry about. His love is there. His calling is there. His keeping power is there. But we must keep ourselves in that place. Amen? That means we have a part in this. 
Jude is wanting us to understand that in these last days, you better stay on your guard. He says, guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. How do we do that? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> I asked myself after I read that, I'm like, that's awesome. Okay, now what's that look like? Right, I got I to gotta ask myself these questions. I got to begin to apply this word to my life. So if you're asking, like I'm asking, um, I got prompted by the Holy Spirit to go to John 15. So thank the Lord, you guys. We're not bouncing around a whole heck of a lot this morning. This is probably the one bounce you'll have, and we'll go back to Jude. Last week it was gymnastics, but today we're just going to walk, all right? <laughs> John uh, chapter 15 is a beautiful passage of Scripture where Jesus gives the parable of the vine and the branches. Amen? I love the vine and the branches. The Lord Jesus always is simplifying this walk. My whole take on the vine and the branches, stay connected. Stay connected. He does everything else. Stay connected. He'll trim you. He'll make you blossom more. He'll make you more fruitful. He'll send the sap, all the nourishment. What's my part? Stay connected. We can do this. <laughs> we can do this. Keep yourselves in the realm of that love. All right. So for, for time's sake, we're going to pick this up in verse 7. Um, I'm reading out the Amplified. If you live in me, Jesus said, if, right? Big word there. If you, who? Live in me. Abide vitally, united to me. And my words remain in you. You see that remain? That means there's an option for them to not. Remain in you and continue to live in your hearts. Ask whatever you will, and it shall be done for you. Man, I love that. And we, a lot of times, will do that and say, we'll take that last part. The Lord said, I can ask whatever I will, and it shall be done. Well, there's some ifs in there. There's some ifs. Verse 8, when you bear, it's kind of like we're, that's normal, right? It's supposed to happen. When you bear, produce much fruit. My Father is honored and glorified. And you show and prove yourselves to be true followers of mine. I have loved you, past tense, just as the Father has loved me. Abide in my love. Continue in his love with me. Now, here's the key. If, once again, if you keep my commandments, if you continue to obey my instructions, you will abide in my love and live on in it, just as I have obeyed my Father's commandments and live on in his love. There's our key. Obey. And abide. That's how we keep ourselves in the love of God. That's how we position ourselves. We stay connected. We can't assume to, to think that if we're not going to keep ourselves in that realm, in that sphere of God's love, that we're going to have the blessings that come that he wants to give us. He continues in verse 11 says, he's so good. He's not keep trying to keep anything from us, church. He's a good father. He wants to pour out lavishly, not little bits, lavish blessing. He wants to bless his children abundantly. 
But we have to put ourselves in the position to receive it. He says in verse 11, I have told you these things that my joy and delight may be in you and that your joy and gladness, look at this, may be a full measure and complete and overflowing. Come on. Full measure, complete and overflowing joy. We can position ourselves to be in that. Remaining in his love. If we keep ourselves, this is point two, in the sphere or bounds of God's love, his blessing, covering, and protection are available. If we keep ourselves in the sphere and the bounds of God's love, his blessing, his covering, and his protection are available. How many of us have experienced that? How many of us have experienced the latter? Not being under that protection, that covering, that blessing. Being loved by God, but not keeping ourselves in that love. I, I, I could write that book. It's an ugly, ugly book. It's a miserable book. Keep yourselves in that place. It's the place of blessing. It's the place of covering. It's a place of rest. You're not getting beat up by the noonday sun. You're in the shelter of Almighty God. In the protection of His covering. I love that protection. Though a thousand may stand against me, though they'll fall all by my side, it won't touch me. You can say that confidently when you are kept in that love and you're keeping yourself there. No weapon formed against us will prosper. But let me tell you, you come out from underneath that covering, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's good at it. Keep yourself in that love. Now, let me remember, let's go back. Who is Jude speaking to? To us at what time? In the last days concerning what? Scoffers, mockers, apostates. Who what? Perverting the grace of God. Saying, well, it's okay, I can do this. It's not that big a deal. Uh, they're coming into agreement with sin, not in agreement with the Word of God. To, to narrow it all down. We don't measure ourselves by what other people do. I mean, we do it, but don't, we, we take ourselves out from under that covering, out from under that protection, out from the blessing of God when we do. It's got to be what His Word says. I might not even understand it. But I know it's the truth. Amen. Amen? So therefore, I have to align myself with it. And if at any point in my life I'm out of bounds, i got to get it in bounds. Amen? Amen? Especially in these last days. Yes. We're tracking. <laughs> Pastor Jay's word. <laughs> Man, we're rolling. Point three. Praise the Lord. There's only one more point, but there's a bunch of subpoints, so... <laughs> point three begins to take this the scripture. I'm going to 
go back to Jude. And uh, he, begins, he begins to transfer our look from ourselves inwardly, looking at ourselves in line with the Lord. And now he begins to, okay, now it's time to look outward. See, we have, we have a commitment to our brothers and sisters in Christ. If we were to be called Christians, we are going to have to love like he loves. And we know that it's not God's will that anyone should perish. Amen? So therefore, we must be concerned with those who are drifting off. We can't just sit there and be like, ah, they know better. That's, that's not a loving attitude. Or even want them to hit the brick wall. Well, they'll get what they got coming. You reap what you sow. It's the truth. But boy, I don't want anyone to reap. I mean, I don't want what I have coming to me. <laughs> I want mercy. I want grace. I mean, I don't want what I deserve. I deserve hell. But, but, but by the grace of God, amen? amen? So we got to have a heart that's modeled after him. So how do we go about, in verse 22, or 21, guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you unto eternal life. Now we're transitioning. And refute so as to convict some who dispute with you. And on some have mercy who waver in doubt. Okay, our duty towards others, point three. How do we go about this? Well, I'm going to jump over to Galatians chapter six, verse one for a second. Beth, if you're with me, she is. She's so awesome. Brethren, if any person is overtaken in misconduct or sin of any sort, you who are spiritual, who are responsive to and controlled by the Spirit. You should set him right and restore and reinstate him. You see those words? Restore and reinstate. That's always going to be our purpose. To restore and reinstate. Why? Because it's his purpose. Without any sense of superiority. Amen? Why? Because every single one of us are likely to do the same thing. But by the grace of God. That's why we don't want to pervert the grace of God. Amen? Every single one of us can get, start to get let off. If it wasn't so, they wouldn't warn us so much. Amen? All right. Without any sense of superiority and with all gentleness, keeping an attentive eye on yourself, lest you should be tempted also. Amen? So we're going to see an agreement coming into, into with Jude. So how do we go about that? What does it look like? Well, the first thing I got to say is this. Every situation is unique. And Jude says that. In the King James, it says, uh, part of the wording is making a difference. And I, when I'm reading that and had for a lot of years, I was like, what does it mean? It was kind of, to me, it was kind of goofy, okay? Making a difference. Like, what? But really, when you study it out, it's, it's differentiating. That's what it means. Differentiating. There's different, unique situations. So, Subpoint on our duty towards others is every situation is unique. We want to just do a one-size-fits-all. I mean, that's easy. Like, I learned this. Okay, boom, apply it to everything. <laughs> and you know what? Probably 25, 30% of the time it'll work. <laughs> However, there's a 70% that it's not. <laughs> so we don't want to do that, right? Because we're, we're, we're considering people's lives, their eternal souls. So... So the Lord wants us to realize that every situation is unique. Amen? 
Amen. Okay, so one of the situations is just basically, um, you know, you kind of debate. Well, this is what I think. This is what I think. This, this is what the Word says. This is how I see it. Okay. Um, that one, we don't need much explanation. The next one I'm going to look into says uh, doubters. There's doubters. That's um, a unique situation, and it's to be handled this way, according to Scripture. The doubters would mean that they're open to the truth, but confused. Right? How many have been there? I'm open to the truth, but I'm kind of confused on it. Mercy, right? I get that. I've been there. So we don't come superior. Well, let me straighten you out. You know? No. You know, humbly, with mercy. So how do we do that? We gently, gently lead to truth. We were talking yesterday, not gently drag. (laughs) I'd like to do that. It's a lot easier sometimes. (laughs) Let me just drag you to the truth. There's, there's, there's going to be probably a situation for that. But in, this, but in this unique situation, that's not what we're supposed to do. Gently lead. All right? So that could be coming, sitting down with the Word of God and saying, hey, have you considered this? Have you considered this? What do you think? When you read this, what does it speak to you? Amen? All right. Um, that one's pretty self-explanatory. The next part of this says, Gordon, keep yourselves in the love of oh, my body. 22, and refute so as to convict some, dispute with you, and on some have mercy who waver in doubt. Next group, strive to save others, snatching them out of the fire. On others take pity, but with fear, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh. So some we're going to strive to save by snatching them out of the fire. And in, my, in your notes, you could put, this is the next group of people, would be those who are more deeply committed to a false teaching. They're not, it's not just a doubting, or they know the truth, but they're doubting here and there. This is a little more commitment to false teaching. They're in agreement. Remember last week we talked about not being in agreement with sin, not being in agreement with the perversion of the grace. So they're in agreement. Not full-fledged you know, carnage, but... So those who are more, more deeply committed to a false teaching, and literally word for word in the Greek says the word is pesantes, which means snatching with some violence. Snatching with some violence. Or a violent snatching. How many have been a little kid and mama snatched you? Like that. <laughs> I uh, shared with the first service, and in uh, my mind, you know, I mean, sometimes these little pictures run. And... Uh, and it says snatching out of the fire with fear. So the fear of God is the motivation. All right? But I'm going to go back to my little mental picture. You might like it. I played linebacker in, in high school in football. And, and I pictured, like, this receiver as, like, coming. And he's getting ready to, like, take another step off into the abyss. So I had to tackle him. At full speed, very violently. <laughs> so if you see this, like, they're going this way, poof. That's the snatching away because of fear. Like, you can see this, they're on this course, 
and poof. Or like a bungee cord that someone reverse stretched it down to the ground and <laughs> yanked. That is literally how Jude is telling us to handle who? Mockers, scoffers, apostates. People who are believers who are going off in false teaching. They're, commit, they're getting more deeply committed to it because their soul's at stake. It'd be like the fires that are going on when Pastor Jay was a fireman. There's not time in that situation to, you know, go in this deep conversation and, you know, how, how are you feeling about the temperature in your area right now? You know, I don't want to offend you. I don't want to say your, your house smells like smoke. I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't want to step on your toes there. Um, how do you feel? This ain't that group of people. Are you following me? This is a violent snatching. They're going in. These firemen are going in. And if there's any sort of like debate about the topic of leaving, it's okay. <laughs> I'm saving your life. You can thank me later. Right? I mean, that's literally what it looks like. I, I'm saving your life. You can thank me later or not thank me later. I don't really care, but I'm going to save you from this horrible, horrible end destruction that you're headed towards at full speed. Amen? Now, who wants to do that? Honestly, like I made it sound like it was fun, like football. But that ain't never fun. Like, you're going to get some slaps. You're going to get some. But praise the Lord. If you save some, praise the Lord. Right? But it's a unique situation. That doesn't mean every situation is the violent snatching. Amen? <laughs> Amen? But there is some of that. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's with a fear. That's the only reason. It's with a fear, knowing that we could be there. You could. I could. As soon as I started bringing an agreement with the false doctrine or the, the perversion of God's grace, I could be in that spot and need someone to violently snatch me out of it and probably have early on in my walk. How many of us as baby Christians start going, oh, what's that? Oh, okay. We see other Christians that are in error, but they're called Christians. And we, oh, it's okay for them. And we start following them. And then some, thank you, Lord, loving brother or sister goes, come here. Not this. Love you. Let's, let's look at some word. Right? But you got to yank them out of that. All right. Next group of people. Are we clear on that? Yes. All right. Next group of people is, well, I'm just going to keep reading. Strive to save others, snatch them out of the fire. On others, take pity, but with fear, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. This is a whole different level. In my notes, I'm putting, I wrote this. Those who have given themselves over to sin. They've just given themselves over to it. This is to be handled completely different. There's some strong words that are, that are used 
It says, with fear, which is the fear of God, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. So our first step with this group of people is you must approach with pity and fear. And not like a twisted pity, like I pity you. No. A pity. Concern. Hurt. Oh, no. That's how you're going to start. And then it says, the next part is we must carefully, we must be carefully aware of becoming defiled ourselves. No, you're going to go, no. Carefully aware. Carefully aware when you go to this group. Because every single one of us have the ability. We will take on what we are around. My wife used to, she could tell who I worked with. When I was surveying, we'd be long hours and um, away with, with one person for long periods of time. And I'd come back and she'd be like, Did you, have you worked with Jeff recently? Have you been working with Jeff? Not because I was saying anything that was bad words, just because the vocabulary or they use a certain word all the time. All of a sudden you start picking that up, right? If we all agree that you start, you're around someone a lot, you start kind of, it's the same thing. So Jude is saying, be carefully aware when you go into this environment, because it's just natural for you if you're not on guard and to, to begin to take that on. Are we clear? All right. Point three, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Why? You do not want to become defiled. The verbiage that's used here um, is... It's a, the garment spotted by flesh is the Greek, in the Greek is the chitana. It's an undergarment for the Hebrews. For, they'd have a robe. There was an undergarment that they'd wear, their underwear. Okay, it's a very thin garment. So this verbiage, when, they, when Jude is speaking of this, he's speaking to people who are like, oh, I totally got you. So what is he saying? He's saying, and they would know the Levitical law, Right? The Levitical law concerning garments that have been spotted, when we go in Leviticus, it, it talks how to handle those things. And it's not just, you know, oh yeah, there's some staining and there's some spotting and I, you know, there may have been an infection or a skin disease or some sort of, sort of flesh attachment to this garment. You follow me? They wouldn't just go grab it and be, oh, because you'd have to go to the priest. You'd have to go in camp and show it to the priest. So you wouldn't just be like, hunky, hey, what do you think? You want to... Take a look at that and tell me, okay, what do you think? You don't spread that around the camp. There would probably be some sort of utensils that would be like, and literally this is what they would say going through, unclean, 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 unclean. People would start. Now, I'm not saying that we go when someone, because I've been an unsaved Christian who was out from under the protection around Christians and literally felt like when I came, they were going, unclean, <laughs> unclean. That's not what I'm saying. Don't misconstrue this. He's saying the garment spotted by flesh, when we go to bring a brother, restore, he's saying that sin is to be handled in that manner. Don't touch it. Don't be con- it will contaminate you. Come on. Don't just flippantly go in there. You're going to take some precaution. You hear me? Because it will contaminate. 
It will cause death. It will cause destruction. You don't play with it. You didn't play with leprosy in those days. You don't play with it now. There's certain things you just... Can you love the person? You better believe it with all of your heart. But you're not going to come in agreement with the sin that is staining the garment. Amen? The next point, and this is the last one. Praise the Lord. This is really what I believe, in a nutshell, we're to hate. It says the garment spotify the flesh, but I'm going to take it to hate the compromise that will stain our lives and others. I hate the compromise, because that's in order for us to get in those, you're going to compromise. You're compromising the truth. You're going to violate the Holy Spirit. It's not possible to end up in any one of these scenarios without violating the Holy Spirit. He's good. He will convict us. He's, that's one of his jobs. I don't even have to do it. I'm not convicting you today. I'm just speaking the truth. If the Holy Spirit convicting you, that's his job. I'm not the convictor. If I do it, it won't it'd be as good as he does it. So I don't want to do it. We can't compromise with it. We've got to see it for what it is. That's, that's a sin-spotted garment. It's something that's going to contaminate me. It's going to bring death. How many have seen the effects, right? Have you seen when, when the, and I'm just using the garment because it's an illustration. We've all seen when that garment wasn't handled properly. And was said, oh, it's not a big deal. It's all right. It ain't a big deal. I remember as a youth pastor preaching the truth. And then hearing the parents at times go, ah, you know, it's not a big deal. Why? Because they were doing it. Because they had agreed with the compromise. They were speaking life into that compromise. And then you see this, the effect of that stain, of that sin-stained garment getting passed. And then they get contaminated. This is why Jude is warning us. In the last days, this is like, hello. There's, we're not to be surprised by this. And every one of us are, are, can be led and can be stained and can spread it by not allowing the word of God to come and... Because what they would do, cut out that section. Cut it out. And if, it was to be, if you could salvage it, put a new cloth in there. If not, that whole thing was taken out of camp and burned. You didn't mess with it. Church, we can't mess with it. We can't mess with the compromise. We have to see brothers and sisters who are um, doubting the truth. They're doubting some of that. And, and gently, with mercy, go and restore. See some who are a little further off and compromising and snatch them away from the, from the fire of hell. And some who are in agreement completely, they've given themselves over to sin, they're going to be very, very careful, lovingly, and leading with mercy, praying in the Holy Spirit, building yourself up in your most holy faith, seeing uniquely situations, not trying to go in and, you know, take a little conversation of the doubting one to someone who's full-blown, because that's not going to work. Because the word's given us how to go about it. There's a plan to follow. It's a good plan. 
It's not things that we like normally would sign up for. But like, yeah, that's what I want to do. But it's what we're called to do in this day and age. If we don't, the church will compromise. The church will become, and we're seeing it, right? When you're having pastors going and pray to bless an abortion clinic, this is the day that we live in, church. Like, how did that happen? Well, because the church, me and you, the church, haven't been doing this. If that happens, if you get to the place where pastors are praying to blessing over abortion clinics, we have not been listening to Jude or to Peter or to John or to Paul or to Jesus. Or we may have heard it, but we're not doing it. And these are the steps to do it. Just stand to your feet with me. We're in a, man, we're in such a, an awesome day and age. This is not a gloom and doom. This is an awesome day and age. We are so blessed. We are fortunate to be in the age that we are, in the, in the country that we are, in the county that we are. I love it here. It's a good spot to be. It's a great church. But we also need to be aware. The Holy Spirit wants us to be aware, to recognize the days and the times that we're in. And how, and, and he's educating us and equipping us to handle the days and the times that we're in. Amen? Yeah. I, I would like, um, if we just close our eyes, and I did this with the first service, I'm going to do it again. Just, I'm just going to begin to pray. And as I pray, I just want you guys, as, as I start kind of praying, to, to be thinking. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to drop some people into your spirit. There may be loved ones, family members, neighbors, people you work with that are in, in any one of these uh, categories. It may be you. And you know what? And that's all right. Because you don't have to stay there. The Holy Spirit will, will nudge you. He will prompt you. He will snatch you out of that spot. That may be what's happening today. You may be having the Holy Spirit snatch you and go, whoa, I did not realize that's where I was headed. Praise God for that. You may be one who has given themselves over. That's not too hard for the Lord either. He will gently bring you, come and cleanse you from all unrighteousness, from the stain of sin, never to have it become back again. Amen? How many has been, every single one of us have been there. You're not a believer without having the sin-stained garments washed by the blood. Every one of us have had that happen. So he's still in that business, praise the Lord. He's still in the business of baptizing so we can build ourselves up in our most holy faith. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you for building us up on our most holy faith, for prompting and inspiring these apostles to write inspired words that would be for such a time as this, knowing where we would be in this walk, not wanting us to be surprised. We thank you. Holy Spirit, I ask right now, you just begin to put your touch on those who either they're in the spot themselves or prompt your, your church, your beloved, to, to recognize some of these uh, indifferent brothers and sisters or people outside the church that are believers. And I pray, Lord, that you would give them that, the, the info, like the download of the unique situation they're in and how to go about it. And then, like, that's the wisdom... And then the wisdom to do it. Lord, I pray that, that this body would be people who are 
I just see like bones are out of place or something's just bringing things back into alignment. And some things are brought slowly and some things are just set very quickly because it's less painful. Lord, I just pray that all those things will begin to get ironed out. Holy Spirit, we thank you for being our comforter, for being our convictor, being our teacher. We thank you. We thank you for the baptism that builds us up in our most holy faith. Lord, I thank you for the wisdom that you've given us through this word. Lord, I pray, Lord, that if we have uh, begin, begun to like get defiled, where, where it could say um, unclean, Lord, cleanse us. I pray, Lord, it, it's, it's simply confessing our sins. You're faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We thank you for that. Lord, I confess, Lord, if areas in my life, Lord, that, that are out of bounds. Lord, when I, I get sharp or I'm, uh, my attitude, Lord, is not uh, representing you correctly and rightly, forgive me. Lord, I don't want to be an error in any part. Lord, we want to be a holy bride. Gleaming and shining ever so bright, leading others to you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, right now, just come upon your church. Prompt, inspire. I'm just going to ask, if there's anyone in the, in the building, in the room today that's not saved, that you have not confessed your sins to the Lord, and you could say, I know that I'm washed by the blood, I'm cleansed from all unrighteousness, I have peace in that, then today's your day. I would challenge you to run to the altar. Run to the, to the Lord. Have those sin stains removed forever. Be washed by the blood of Christ. We're not going to take a long time in Terry. There's people in this church that love you. There's a church full of people in this <laughs> that love you. And that will put their arms around you. That will disciple you. If there's others in the building that uh, you say, Brother Steve, I felt, I felt challenged last week to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, but I didn't come up. Jesus is here. He wants to baptize you. The Holy Spirit is here. He will baptize you. If, if you, you can come up after, we'll pray with you, lay hands on you and believe. And then there's the rest of us who I believe the Holy Spirit is just stirring and, and showing and speaking to and, and putting people on your heart, giving you insight and wisdom how to pray. I'm going to challenge you. Everyone, please open your eyes. If the Holy Spirit's put those people on your heart, go and reach out to them. Go and restore I don't know if, this is, if it'll look like this when, when we are caught up with the Lord, but I know this. I do not want to have to look across a chasm and see people who didn't make it that were within my reach to snatch. I don't want that. And I know who really doesn't want that is our Lord. Jesus went and paid a horrible price so that they would be snatched so that they would be spared. He did everything he could do, and he wants us to do what we can. And he's shown us and equipped us to do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. I'm going to dismiss you. Um, if there's those who you say, Brother Steve, 